it's David, the creator, back at it again. Just making shit. Uh, <laughs> Is that your rapper name? <laughs> yeah, David, the creator. <laughs> uh, I, something that is fascinating. Here, here's my random fact. It's a little bit of behind the scenes. It's uh, that as we record these, we typically record three at a time. As time goes on, David and I imbibe in more and more alcohol. Yes. So as we get farther in, we become a little more squirrely. And then Mason tries to wrangle us. It's so funny. It's part of why I wanted to do this. It's just like, I wanted to share this experience with the world. Now I'm not the only sober one. Because this, this, is how, this is how every D&D session goes with us, is David and... And the player who plays Theo, Theo and I are all drinking al- alcoholic mm-hmm. beverages. And Mason is just chilling, <laughs> having a great time. Oh, the time and of very, my life. very kind to us and doesn't doesn't talk down on us for being yeah. drunkards. It's hilarious, <laughs> man. But, like, the quality of content definitely dips <laughs> towards the last couple hours. Dude, there's... It, 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 it dips, quote, unquote. Really, it, it shifts. Does it does it get worse or better? Uh, get better. The the best part is I'll just there'll be times the day after a session I'll just get a text from each person slowly one by one that's not in the group chat where they're like, "Hey Mason, can you remind me what happened the last like two hours of the campaign? I don't want the other guys to know that I don't remember." <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like, "Yes, we've all had a session or two like that." Mine was the one where I went out to go chase my dogs and I fell in the fucking street and my hands were bleeding. And I tried to just keep DMing like nothing happened, but it, I was just too drunk. You know, you know, it. Uh, I don't. I messaged Mason uh, because I didn't want Trevor to know that I'd forgotten half his session because. <laughs> a lot of really important stuff happened the prior session, so I didn't want to offend Trevor. And it, wasn't know. that the one where we? <laughs> no, that was uh, when we were traveling back. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. And no. and to be fair, the, it's only happened when it's been a long time between sessions, and so we're kind of <laughs> celebrating the fact that we get to hang out yeah. together. It's not an every time thing. No, um, yeah, no. To, to their credit. It, literally, their alcohol tolerance goes down when we don't play D and D as often. <laughs> that's it, that's fair. I usually actually true. Yeah. yeah, I usually I usually drink a beer or two when I play D and D, and then I don't drink a ton otherwise. Yeah, unless I'm like hanging out with people that also enjoy beer. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. Anyways, um, hey, Dave the Creator here. Part-time drunk. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's still funny. <laughs> See, Dave always inter- introduces himself as a creative. He is very good at drawing. He's very good at writing and character building. Uh, character but, uh, demonstrate some rapping? Dave the creator. Um... Something, something about my last girlfriend. She didn't like me. Anyways, <laughs> that was fire, dude. This wicked fire. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
Okay, we are actually going to talk about, uh, let me look at my notes here that I created. Um, fuck are my notes? Maintaining the campaign. Right, maintaining the campaign. <laughs> I was, Sorry, I was gonna be subtle and like write it with a <laughs> highlighter, but no. No, just I think whisper it's funny. in the mic. No, no, we got it. We'll edit out of post, and you'll that's look a, like a that's genius. That's the classic day. joke of somebody going, and then line. <laughs> no, no, guys, no, guys, guys. God spoke to me, gave me inspiration. Uh, For those listening, Trevor's the GM. He's equivalent to God at this point, but. Uh, we're going to talk about Damn scheduling. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a very cocky nod. Um, we're going to talk about scheduling sessions, the bane of all tabletop games. Uh, getting people's, getting the players to actually show up to play the game is, unsurprisingly, the most difficult part of tabletop gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Here's a, here's a summary. Basically, the three rubrics of scheduling is one game per week, one uh, one game per two weeks, one game per month, and those. That's just a general rubric. There are other schedules, mm-hmm. but that's simply the most common. My preferred uh, schedule is once a week. My reasons are, as a player, I can maintain motivation, uh, a constant kind of creative flow for about a week, Uh, maybe two, if if something really significant happens in the previous session. But man, after two, my, my motivation, my grip on the game really starts deteriorating quickly. I mean, it's like, it's like lemmings off a cliff. Um, yeah, I think, I think I agree <sighs> with you overall. There's uh, like the rub you go up against in keeping a campaign going, keeping a campaign fresh, keeping a campaign sustained is at the end of the day, we're playing make believe and fighting with pretend swords and and lightning bolts and there is real life shit that is more important yeah. there will always be and there needs to be room for that in any D campaign um i've never been a fan of like oh if you don't show up to a session you get like penalized. objectively penalty like penalized for something um but if you don't show up for three sessions in a row Oof. We're, we're we're having a discussion do you still want to play or do you not um but as far as like scheduling goes i think that once a week or once every other week are kind of the best to maintain a consistent flow um unless all of your unless several people in your party are taking very good notes um, it can be difficult to maintain like an accurate picture yeah. if you're playing like once a month. The, the huge benefit to playing once a month 
is that pretty much anybody in the world can find one night a month that they can be free. Um, so if you're running a campaign like that, there is definitely a way to do it. You can, and it can be all sorts of things. You just have to figure out what everybody's willing to commit to. Yeah. Um, in, in my mind, if I was doing that, I would probably make it more lighthearted and more comedic and more like episodic. Mm. Like, like there wouldn't be a lot of, there'd be some ongoing storylines, but they wouldn't be the main focus. The main focus would be, Hey, this month we're going here and we're solving this problem. Yes. Um, um I, I was going to take it in that direction. I'll take it a little farther, but first, uh, what's your name? Kind stranger who was just talking and forgot to introduce himself. Oh, uh, my name is Trevor and that's your real name. What's your rap name? We're doing rap names today. We're do- we're- oh, I no, didn't know hold we on. Were- I got this. I got this. Trogdor Tra- the Burninator. No. no, that's taken. That's great. Damn that's it. Great. It's taken. copyright. No, Trevor the God, David the Creator, <laughs> Mason the Harry, D. Mason the Heretic. We'll go with that. Harry. <laughs> <laughs> it's either Mason the Harry or Mason the Dude. Mason um, the Dude. Mason the guy. Mason, I don't know. Mason the dude. I'm just a guy. Um, the dude. I'm Mason. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> apparently, I rap I, now. I would. I would like to be Lil Lil Trevor. <laughs> Lil Trevor. <laughs> if anyone well, in this group is Lil, or it's me, or or Lil else is over six feet tall. <laughs> Lil Master. Lil, Lil Master. Lil Deity. Like out of our whole group, I'm the only one that's not over Low, six lower feet case tall. G O D. <laughs> lower <laughs> case G O D. That's oh, it. That's it. That's me. <laughs> um. Anyway, sorry about for the digression, but names are good. Um. <laughs> yeah the the frequency, like obviously, more is better as far as frequency. Like it's just you get to have fun with your friends more often. But if you cannot meet as frequently as you would like to, or you're meeting just less frequently in general, um, I think it will have an impact on the tone you are able to have for your game. If you want to do a really high detail thing where the players are having to be incredibly focused and it's like a mystery and they legitimately have to solve it as players figuring out the mystery, you're not going to let them do it through skill checks. You're either going to have to do a huge recap at the beginning of every session if you're doing it once a month, or you're realistically going to have to do it pretty frequently and have it be fairly short Um, because that's just not tenable. For them to keep hold of those details, that's asking a lot of your players, and it's asking a lot of yourself as well, if you're GMing that. And yeah. I'm sorry, I'm defaulting to the GM perspective, but I, I do like a good mm-hmm. mystery. Uh, this is just a good group dynamic question, like yeah. how long should a session be? Th- that's also fair. Um, uh, that is another huge aspect of scheduling. I'm yeah. down for marathon sessions. Yeah, if like you're doing huge our, long sessions. Our personal group, we have played for six hours straight. Uh, I think that's like an average session, honestly. That's an average. We've we've gone eight, eight before. Yeah, and normal groups don't always do that. Yeah, Um, that's okay. I I play with another group, and we we're like three hours tops. We play from like seven to ten. People got to work in the morning. We got stuff to do. So even if it's in weird place to stop, I stop it. Yep. Um, Continuing. Yeah, yeah. If you don't, if you don't mind, that that's a big, 
That's a big aspect of communication. Players need to tell each other if they have hard deadlines, like hard hard times that they they mm-hmm. just have to stop. You need to say that beginning a session, ideally yeah. before the session starts. That's just a respectful thing to do. Like even when we're setting up, just chatting like this for the podcast, or even just chatting in general. Uh-huh. If any of us have a hard deadline we will bring it up when we first start. It's like, Hey guys, just, you know, you know, I got work tomorrow and I have to go in early. I got a hard deadline at 11 my time. That's just, it's an easy, fair thing to do. That way everybody can be like, cool. We got about this much time. We can mm-hmm. plan accordingly, you know, um, definitely yeah. do that. And then continuing with like the, the frequency and stuff, um, like beyond even just tone and such, like with our campaign, we've talked about it in, in privately, um, but I'm going to bring it up where even not even like a really detailed mystery, but just like how in depth with the role play do you want to get frequency mm-hmm. has an impact on that. Like when Ooh, we have a long yeah. break, I find myself playing the initial version of my character yeah, more than the current version. Cause I'm just not in the mode where all these changes have occurred in that character's life yet, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, or even less than that, I just play a more simple, basic version of the character as opposed to more rich, like, thoughtful, I'm thinking, you know, as that character. It just takes yeah. time to ease into that the longer it's been since I was there. And uh, so think of from, that when you're setting up stuff like that. Go ahead, Trevor. Yeah, from, from a GM perspective, uh, something I struggle with, unless I take good notes, which I don't, um, <laughs> is, like, NPCs. Yes, same. Um, if it's been a month since I've played and I haven't taken notes and none of the characters have taken notes, we might completely forget a person fucking exists in the universe. Yep. <laughs> um, which is fine. Like, if, if nobody remembers, that means they probably weren't that impactful. But the other thing I was going to mention is, like, long-standing characters. I start to forget the voices that I used. I start to forget the mannerisms that they typically have. Um, unless they're like super duper iconic. Like a lot of my characters are either gruff or light or hyper or sleepy or um, Scottish or British <laughs> or Irish, which are the main in- accents I could do. Like I could do an Indian accent, but I think that just feels weird compared to the other ones. Yeah. Um. So it's... So... Like, sometimes I just, if it's been a long time between sessions, I'm just, like, not going to be able to keep that kind of consistency. Um, And is that a game breaker? Um, Because, God, how many times has Wangas slash Gildaras slash Varric's accent I have down? Varric's consistent. It's just very flirty Jason Statham. (laughs) flamboyantly over the top sexual jason statham i mean that's who's not gonna have a good time with that in their house yeah but but a lot of other characters yeah if we go a long time like i'll forget nuance i'll forget maybe some of the the history so Mm -hmm. so there will be the downside if you're doing a more uh, a less frequent campaign you'll probably have to build a mechanic into the campaign that makes session to session recollection less important yeah and that that mechanic could be 
every session you guys end up back at the guild hall and the next session you begin by picking a new quest to do off the bounty board yeah west marches just a soft restart i go go ahead dave i just wanted to tack on to that because it's such a good point um i i and like mason was saying he kind of defaults to where Pitt had first started. Uh, I mean, my character, it's really difficult to get into the emotional state that my character is currently in Mm -hmm. if there's more than a two-week break. Like, even at two weeks, it's super, it's, it's, it's pretty difficult because I do take a lot of notes, but the emotional states to, to readopt them, you know, after something that happened, you know, weeks ago, real time, it's, it's difficult to get back into. Um, mm-hmm. um, so if you were doing this less frequent schedule for a campaign, how do you maintain, um, the storyline how do you maintain the session what are some what are some things you can do the first thing that comes to mind for me um and this is my prerogative as a gm i should be taking pretty good notes but i know that i do not because i get i have adhd and i focus on one thing at a time so during a session i am focusing on playing the characters getting the loot and fighting the players yeah and i forget to take notes so what i typically do if i'm going to do a more drawn out campaign it's going to be a month until we play next time i'm going to ask a player to be our scribe to be our secretary to be the note taker and then at the beginning of the next session a month from now i'm going to ask part of the scribe job is going to be Hey, what happened last session? Catch us all back up and do like a three to five minute recap so that everybody can get back in that space. Dude, yeah. one of my players, um, that, that's an accidentally happened alternative, but before we do that, quick story that is exactly that. One of my players just started doing that because he was like, I got a fat windfall from work and I've been wanting to just play around with voice acting. So he made up a character that has like a trans-dimensional radio show and he does a recap like radio episode That's as glorious. that character for each session. It's very funny. Um, Dude, that's he, awesome. He's my buddy Ryan. He's hilarious. Um, and yeah, like it's it, they're they're pretty good, right? He spends a lot of time on it because it's it's fun for him. Like that's something he's yeah. wanted to do, and it's an excuse to do it. So there's probably someone that has you know they might not go all extra like that, but like they just want to be say that there is a character that is a scribe or a historian that's an excuse for that person to be taking ridiculous notes right um this is just a herald back to one of our other episodes that is yet another way to hook your player into the game engagement huge engagement now Mm -hmm. that is a great way to engage players there is a another option you have though as the gm Let's say you are doing a slightly less frequent campaign, but you want there to be like some some detail right involved with it. 
mm-hmm. you can use recaps as a method to ensure that people remember things they should, even if they wouldn't otherwise, right? Having a player recap things, they're going to remember the things that were important to them, which is good. But if you're doing a recap or you help with the recap, you can just throw in details that are going to be relevant in that session. Just like in TV shows, right? If, um, let's say Star Trek. Or no, Star Trek's not a great idea. Um, what's a good show that has, like, does a recap at the beginning of each episode, you know? Uh, Breaking Bad did that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, there's a lot of shows. Yeah. A lot of more dramatic thriller type shows do that um because and, they have a lot of details that sometimes you'll forget about and the bigger thing though is every now and then you'll watch the intro and be like oh holy crap that's coming back you'll see like a character show up in the intro that was not in the last episode and so you start no. thinking about that character because you know they're going to be here you know they're going to be relevant you can mm-hmm. throw that into your recap you can throw back like a recap from several sessions ago that's going to be relevant to make sure that thought is in their head and use oh, that yeah. to guide their entrance into the session to help them get in that mentality. Yeah, I think I think that's really good. Um, the the caveat I would add on to that 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 I do is um, I'll do a recap um, if I think it's necessary. Um, like our current campaign is going to be on a break for like months, so like when we first get back together, we'll probably one just hang out, yeah, for yeah. a bit, <laughs> and then two have like 30 minutes to go okay where the hell are we and then then start and it'll probably be a shorter session although we just said ours sometimes are six five to six hours long um so average amazing which are awesome for us um but that doesn't have to be everybody's dynamic no yeah um but the point i was wandering towards is just figuring out um what details they need to know and doing that in your recap uh like mason just said and then i a lot of times just ask is there anything i missed yes um because that gives the players an opportunity to say what was important to them and that's a great way to maintain interest yes is knowing what your players thought was interesting that you didn't. Oh, yeah. And yeah, that, that's, that's information. Information for you to use. Yep. Like we talked about last episode, that gives you feedback on what they liked. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, here's a stickler. So what, what, what do you DMs do <clears throat> in the event of... The majority of your players can attend, but say one cancels or, or one one says, "Oh, they can't do that mm-hmm. date." Yeah. Um, uh, so, like a lot of the questions, I d- I don't know if we specifically mentioned it up top, but a lot of the questions we were talking about are about campaign maintenance, maintaining this group dynamic. We've found a group to play with, we came up with a campaign to all play together, but now how do we keep the ball rolling? Um, and this is a huge one that comes up with scheduling, is not everybody's going to be able to make every session. So what 
what should the expectation be? And I think that's going to be different for every group. For instance, our group only has three players. So that's three main characters. If one of those characters is gone, it's going to feel pretty heavy. We, yeah. I don't think we've ever done a session with we've just we usually, players. We usually just cancel. Yeah, we just cancel. like it, And it reschedule. It doesn't work for our yeah. campaign. But if you have six, if you have six players, and one player can't make it, then the group needs to decide what the rule is. Yeah, my default is your character is in the background, and if needed in combat, another player can run them. Um, Because I don't want to run them. Um, and that means if you don't show up, the other player might use shit that you don't want them to use. Yep. Um, and I try, I try to make the expectation that, you know, you don't do anything underhanded or shitty. Like if you're, if your character has a special magic item, they, and they're not there, the other player can't make their character, give it to the other character, etc. Like that's bullshit. Yeah. But yeah. If they don't show up for one session and then the next session they show up and they have half their spell slots and half HP, it's like, I don't like you weren't here. So somebody had to run you. Yeah. Um, I've actually done several different things on the same campaign. Um, It depends on where the last session ended. A lot of the time. Um, If we've kind of like wrapped up a, a minor arc you know, everybody's basically back at the home base and somebody can't make it to the next session, we'll just go on without them. Like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Right? They're they're not missing out on anything. They're they're not going to feel left behind. I can plan around that, especially if they let me know early. I can be like, cool, we'll do a not super plot-related one-off. You know, that's not a big yeah. deal. I'll be like, what do you guys want to try that's something new? That way, like, it, if we don't ever go back to it ever again because I did something bad, it's not going to hurt anybody's feelings. You know? Um... If it's like, yeah, we're in the dungeon, they can't come back, I'll say, okay, do you want your character to be in the background? Like Trevor said, and how he he's done it. Or do you want to figure out a reason that they had to go back and a way that they got back? And if that's the case, you can even tell me some stuff that they did while they were back there, and I'll let you know, like, these good things or bad things happened as a result. I have one character, or a player, who... Um, got really into his character for a little bit. Um, and it was right after a session, he plays the rogue and he had gotten another player character killed because they found a room in a dungeon. There's a sleeping dragon, classic example, you know, classic situation. He tries to steal something sneakily without waking the dragon, wakes it up. They run away. The guy dies. And he's like, yeah, I, as a person legitimately feel bad. And I'm like, I know, but as a GM, I knew I had to kill that character because they butted heads the whole time. So it was like perfect karma, right? Um, and so he t- he was the player was going to be gone the next session anyway. So I was like, okay, your character is like really upset about the fact that, you know, he got this guy killed because you butted heads, but you were still friends. What are you doing that whole time that you're gone? And everybody else is going to be like, we don't know where Chark is. He's just like disappeared in the night like with a glazed look in his eyes, you know, and you just, you move on. Like you can find a way to like do some like character stuff, yeah. even when they're not there. 
to keep them engaged when they're not there for that week, which I think is very, very helpful. Cause like when he game, came back the week after he was insanely stoked. Yeah. To so, be back. so the, the basic options are if a player or enough players can't show up, you reschedule. Yep. If a certain number agreed upon number of players can show up and a certain number can't, you keep playing, but those other characters either get played by the GM or they get played by another player. Or they just kind of hover in the background unless they're absolutely needed. They could even just go to a different place and not even be there. Yeah. Or they're just gone. They are not there anymore for whatever reason, and they pop back in whenever it's convenient. Um, And all of them can work. I've used all of them. The one, uh, like like we mentioned, for our campaign that we're all playing in, if somebody can't show up, we only have three players that we're just going to reschedule. I have another campaign where I have six characters. Um, we decided if four people can make it, we play every other week. Um, so if we skip a week, then we end up playing basically once a month. That hurts a lot. Um, if you have to so... Skip. I, I, from the beginning, have said, I would like to play every other week at least. If four people can make it, we're going to play. If four players can make it, we're going to play. So I could be down two party members and we'll keep playing. Um, and then we'll just recap you and your characters will float in the background. Um, they'll be there and available. And I may have another player use them if it's like we're in the middle of a dungeon that I've built for a certain amount of resources. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's like how I, I handle it in two very different campaigns. Mason brought up a good point though. Um, where you are in the campaign matters too. If, if the next session is you like confronting some players evil parents uh that that player should probably be there nah no um, it'll be awkward and or it's sad or it's gonna fall real flat right just sad a little bit yeah um like if if you're in a story arc that is more focused on one character like if you're dealing with their backstory directly for most of the session then i would highly highly suggest just rescheduling yeah or or a climax of anything where it makes sense that everyone should be there just just wait it's worth it yeah 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 if you if you're going to fight the final boss like yeah don't try not to cut people out of that if it comes down to you know this one player out of six isn't going to be able to play for like a month and everybody else wants to play and they and that player says, "Yeah, go without me." Sure, go play. That's an individual group dynamic at that point. Yeah, I have a, a question, an area I'd like to explore. If you think now's a good time for it, yeah. Um, yeah. So we've we've gotten our schedule. We know what our campaign's gonna kind of be. We're it, we're ready to go. We're at the first session. What should each person at the proverbial table be doing during that session? So then they can make sure that the next few are going to be successful. You know, in, in short term, our first three sessions, what can we all do 
to get momentum built up mm-hmm. so we can have a good start to our campaign? Um, well, it depends on <clears throat> how, I guess, blatant the DM is making it so that all the players get together uh, if the players are separated at the beginning. But even whether they're separated or not, the players should be maneuvering their characters as organically as possible to uh, towards each other. And that... I think that is a very important, that, that's like step one of campaign one, is the players should all realize that in order to get together and start the campaign, they need to be willing to organically move the story so they all sit at the table, sit at the same table in the end or something like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can't you can't ever be an adventuring party if nobody's ever in the same damn room. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and um, you, there are only so many corners in an inn, you can't all be edgelords, all right? But especially I'm the edgiest of lords. Listen, especially if there are five of you, because there are only four corners in any square tavern. I'm a vampire. I'm in a ceiling corner. Deal with it, Dave. I'm darker and deeper than you. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I think that... So, like, it's the first session, and I'm a player. What I would want to do and what I could do that would be helpful is, one, pay attention, and, and yes, and... Um, that's, it's hard or maybe can feel weird depending on the situation when you're with a new group of people. If you haven't played a a role-playing game before and you're like just trying to figure everything out, um, probably the easiest way to figure things out is trial and error, um, and just doing stuff. So if the GM asks a question answer it don't go out of your way to to over shout everybody else but if there's an awkward pause um go ahead and fill it and have an idea what you might fill that with if you're if your character has a specific trait that you know they have if they are an archetypal like very dedicated disciplined warrior what they what might they be doing at that moment are they checking their weapons are they checking their allies weapons you know those kind of things and and then just paying attention and going with the flow of the first session because a first session is always going to be a little bit stilted yes it's it's like the tutorial mission of any video game (laughs) yeah where you're gonna you're gonna be forced down some hallways just to make the game go forward even if that hallway is not super interesting to you. Just walk down it so that you learn the controls and you can play the actual game. Yeah. Yeah. Be willing, be Um, willing and receptive to, to prompt. Yeah. Like, uh, 
you're like Dave was saying, like Trevor's saying, you're you need to help like there there's two main ways that a campaign's gonna start as far as the characters are related. Either they already know each other or they don't. Right? And mm-hmm. if they already know each other, that honestly makes the get up and go a little faster because it's like you're all here for this reason, go do it. And it's like, cool, we're gonna go do it. The one that always gets me a little is when like the characters don't know each other already, but yeah. like the players do. And so then the GM's like, you know, you're in this town, this thing happens, and you all go and you're like, well, we're going to solve the problem. And no one takes the time to say, hey, my character's name is such and such. Nice to meet you all. I'm glad we're working together. Like, as a GM, give your players time to introduce their characters to each other. Yeah. That drives yeah. me nuts when it's like session three and no one has said, hi, I'm so-and-so. <laughs> nice <laughs> to meet you. Ooh, that kills me. Um, and yeah. as a player, be the person to be like, hi, I'm so-and-so, like, please make that happen. Because then that opens the dialogue in-game and out-of-game to exp- yeah. to to rationalize why you are working together. Yeah, that's, like, I've the goal a, of session one. I've had a player, um, and this was, like, a couple months into a campaign, and he said, he said to me, like, after a session, he's like, I just feel like it's kind of weird that, like, none of our characters know anything about each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, yeah, that is weird. Why doesn't your character ask about the other characters? Yes. And he was like, wait, what? And I was like, I mean, if if you want me, the GM, to make that happen, I can. But it would probably feel a little more organic if your character, while sitting around the campfire, said, hey, we've been traveling together for a little bit. What's your story? Mm-hmm. Stay a while and listen. And, and, like, there's, in the first couple of sessions, a basic introduction is super helpful. And then you build off of that. So, as a GM, you either need to make that opportunity super obvious of introduce your character and put rules on how much to say. Like, feel free to objectively say, I would like you to say what your character looks like, what armor they have, and nothing else. What armor and what weapon they have and nothing else. Not what class they are. Or you could say, you know, everybody's in a tavern. Classic starting. Everybody's in the tavern. Let's do a pan around the room. And it's like a, um, like the first scene of like a kind of cheesy action movie where they introduce all the characters and they're like, this is so-and-so, he's the muscle. This is so-and-so, he's the hacker, you know? Um, and they go around <laughs> and do all the, all the things, which is equally as fun. Yeah, absolutely. Like, really I is. ate that crap up for breakfast, yo. The... There was a campaign I was in, and session one was, uh, he's like, okay, figure out why your why are players in this town, and then basically events are going to happen, you're going to react to them. I'm like, cool, that's a good start. Makes sense. It was, he was running a module, um, and it, it's, it's fine, it's whatever. Um, but like, he's like, oh, he goes around to each person, okay, where are you at, what are you doing? And then he once everybody just said where they were at and where they were doing, he then immediately leapt to, you know, some crisis and town breaks out. He didn't give us a single moment. Like there was each character was roughly next to another character. And there wasn't so much as a chance to even say, Oh, Hey stranger who are you? like 
flew right past that. And for the whole rest of the of the session, I was just super fixated on like the fact we didn't get to do a basic <laughs> introduction. I, I I honestly think you can do that. You can have a hot start to a campaign. Like it starts with a fight. Oh yeah, totally can. But oh, yeah. then the next scene needs to be hey, I we just all collectively beat the shit out of these people. Why yes. did all of us come running? Who are you? And right? and that moment never happened, and that's what yeah. got to me. You can do the hot start. I'm down for that. Just get something happening so then that we can just start playing. But if you don't take the moment for us to get into character so I can figure out who I'm, who I'm playing with as characters, I it's going to drive me nuts. Mm-hmm. So what would be um, your a tip as a or some tips as a GM when you're playing with a newer group um, to do those character introductions or to ask them to um, do some basic role play in early sessions. Um, I mean, an example for for me yeah, is, go for it. is like even in that immediate introduction, say we're doing the classic tavern example or or they're in prison, whatever whatever fantasy trope i will just say i will ask them hey uh will you briefly describe your character like what they look like and then what they're doing right now in this area Mm -hmm. Um, and that's enough of a prompt and the people who want to expand on it will and the people who don't will just say half elf has a bow sitting at the bar drinking sitting in the darkest corner and that like blackest of the black. that is honestly plenty to go on but it gets everybody used to um especially a newer group it gets everybody used to you turning to them and saying a name that isn't theirs and asking what they're doing yes. oh yeah it roots them in it, it's another hook like <clears throat> you asked what my advice would be it's literally that at some point during the first session um, if you want an easy framework, you know, they're in the tavern, just say we are in a tavern, a brief description of the tavern. As you look around, we see in this corner, point to the character, say, go. What do you look like? What do they see when they see you? Say, okay, cool. You see this guy in that corner. Then you go, okay, now at the bar, we see and point to a character. You're at the bar. Why are you at the bar? What's your name? What do you look like? Next, okay, over throwing dice and gambling with some gnomes is so-and-so. Like, just make it part of the narration. That way characters feel okay doing narration as well. Mm-hmm. Like, it can, that that's it. Just point at each character, ask who they are, what they look like, what they're doing, at least once in the first session. And you're, that, that, that's step number one done. Golden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you get done with the first session. Everybody seems to have had fun. What might you suggest either at the end, in between, or at the beginning of like the next session? Um, is there any like notes you would take, any questions you would ask? Um, Let's go a, for it, Dave. As a player, I mean, I'm a chronic note taker. I love my notes. I love bringing them up into the later game. Um, I would honestly try and start off, uh, the next 
the, the start of the next session with some little role play. Like if I was playing with some with some newer players, um, <clears throat> even if I was a DM for whatever reason, I would bring in an NPC, or as a player, I would try and talk with the with the other players, and I would address them specifically by their character name. But they hopefully told me, you know, the the session before. Uh, I think that. I think that solidly roots them and the other players into kind of what's what's going on in the game. How 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 to role play basically an intro to role play. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, along with that, um, an easy way to start the session. Do like a little recap of like the events that happened, what has brought the group together, because it's. Ideally, at the end of session one, the characters decided for whatever reason to continue doing stuff together. And so you could say you as a group accomplish these things. And, you know, here's the kind of dynamic that we saw. We saw these two bantering, these two talking to the side and getting along and finding out they have a ton in common. Ask each player what their character thinks of that. How they feel last session went as a character and as a player. Mm. I, that way... okay. Yeah, right? Because that, that like, gets good. you thinking as your character and talking to the other players. Even if you're not like having that discussion in character, you're saying, my character felt like it went pretty well. Like They're like, man, it, it was a cluster. Like Here's a giant list of things my character think could have gone better. Right? That lets them know how their character thinks and ways in which they can interact with that person's character. I, I really like that because uh, adding the character aspect in, into mm -hmm. it. Because what I was basically going to say is the other part of it is have a direct discussion of, hey, um, we got together last week. I see that you all showed up this week. <laughs> um, was there anything about last week that was confusing or not as fun? Oh. Yeah, do both. Like, like, like both you sides. are just... You are just getting together as a group there's gonna be some things if you're a gm that you do poorly mm -hmm. until you start to figure out your group and if especially if you're a new gm until you figure out you know how much prep you need to do and all those things um so i have always found it really helpful um and and sometimes the players aren't always super honest with you in the group setting um because it does seem rude to just say, oh, yeah, last week was like a real shit show. It was a slog. Um, it was very boring. <laughs> um, most people aren't going to say that. Fucking brutal. <laughs> but when you ask the question, it gives the group a chance to say, okay, we had that first session. Um, campaign or, or combat felt, felt really weird. Um, and then I, I, as a GM could answer some questions, maybe give some suggestions about how to make combat a little more flashy or a little more exciting. Um, cause I think that's pretty common with new players is, yeah, we're going to go fight stuff. And then they realize that it's an hour of everybody going around the table and saying, um, well, um, mm, uh, I'm going to attack with my... Actually, no, wait. I'm going to, you know... And then 
what can I do with my action again? Yeah, and <laughs> and especially as new players, it just takes a second for everybody to know what they can do. So yeah. combat takes longer at the beginning of a campaign than it does later. Um, so like, but be be willing to have the out of game conversation of, hey, is this fun so far? Yeah, and if it's not, oh, absolutely. Like, what's the fun part and what's the boring part? Um, and you can get a lot of good information as a GM about that. Yeah. Start, if you're going to do what I recommended and have them talk, like say what their character thought, start with the player side first though. Cause you want to talk about the external parts of the game as people. And then that can be your segue into the game world mm-hmm. is talking as, you know, what did your character think about last yeah. week? What did, what I were think their, I, you know, just what were their impressions of the other people they met? You know, I, I think that would be, honestly, that would be a top tier way to start every session oh for is go is go everybody let's go around the table and say how we thought last session went after the recap and then okay now how did everybody's characters think that went and now let's start no like i i said that sentence and I was like, oh my gosh, why have I not been doing this for the last 10 years? I'm <laughs> right. such a moron. Hey, we're <laughs> real smart when we actually take a second to think about this shit. Like, this is a brilliant idea, and I wish I could admit that I've been doing this forever, but I cannot. No. Hey, <laughs> Trevor, can, can we do that? <laughs> no, yes. I, think, I think that would be fantastic. That'll be, that'll be very interesting to see what each character thinks about crap. Like, like Holy in cow. character opinions yes. of what happened. Oh, oh man, shit. that would also be brutal at some, at some point. Oh, yeah, seriously. Really seriously Um, so like all all the things we've been talking about are about like doing that early new campaign maintenance um we've talked about scheduling which is just a reality in any adult activity that you do with more than three more than two people more than yourself yeah more than yourself actually <laughs> you keep me uh, kicking myself to do stuff half the time <laughs> that's true that's true um which is just gonna be important to having an a long-lasting and ongoing or semi-regular campaign is having several people in the group that are willing to nag the other ones about setting a date and time oh for real um and then we just talked about some things of like what are these little things you can do in the first couple of sessions to like get an idea about where everybody's at and and gauge interest and make changes and make adaptations um because i think it's important to emphasize that this is a fluid group thing that everybody should get to contribute to. So it'll always kind of ebb and flow. So there'll be changes. Um, Is there, I think we've hit those subjects pretty good. Um, But moving forward and as a campaign grows, um, what do you think you might expect or what, how do you think you should deal with, with changes, um, whether that's going from a every week campaign to, oh, our schedule's messed up, we need to go to once a month, or uh, shifting the tone or shifting the type of campaign. Like, what, what can you do to help maintain the group balance in those situations? Uh, Mason, you got this. 
I definitely do. It was my question, and I have thought it through fully and have the perfect answer, and we're not going to need to discuss anything after 30 seconds of me monologuing. Um, I don't have a good answer. And We're, that, at, ten, we're at 15 seconds? Shut up. <laughs> it's been five. I'm, I'm looking at a timer, dude. I have a recording timer. You stop that. Um, <laughs> no, I, I this is going to be sound like a cop-up, but it, it depends, because, like, that by the point you're reaching this this part of your campaign where something is changing, whatever it is, you know so much more. I, I certainly hope you do as a player or a GM. You know so much more about the group dynamic than we possibly could even if you talked at us for three hours about your campaign. Because you know the people in there, in the campaign by that time. Um, and so the best thing any person can do is... Hopefully in the first few sessions, you, you were able to create that dialogue where you're talking about the campaign as a thing that you are working together to create in a creative space. Um, and so the best thing you can do is keep that dialogue open, be talking about it. And especially like if you're like, okay, I want to, you know, say the GM's like, I, we're kind of at a stopping point. We just killed a big bad guy. I want to keep the characters going, but I want to kind of try something new with it. We're going to go to like a new place. We're going to try some new mm-hmm. things. Treat that almost like a campaign pitch for a new campaign. The difference being the characters are already made, which means each person, as they're talking about things they'd like to try, needs to be thinking about the characters that already exist, both as player characters and even NPCs. Like, what if they're bringing some NPCs along? Mm -hmm. Making sure that each of those characters still has reason to be involved when you get to this new place. Otherwise... Everybody's going to be super excited about this thing. They're excited to try the new character dynamic of what's going on. One character gets there, one player gets there, their character, and they're like, you know, I actually don't know if my character would be doing this. And so they make a new character, which can work out okay, but could also be like, well, now the whole dynamic is off balance, and it's going to feel weird for the next two months so that person adjusts to their new character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Keeping an eye on that balance, being observant of the people around you and of yourself and seeing what feels weird and trying to figure out why with your group is going to be so, so important as you're moving forward with any sort of change, intentional or otherwise. That That's really all that can be, that I can think of to say about it. Like it's so, it's just constant adjustment, adjustment. It's like driving. You don't get to just be in a lane and wait till you get to your destination. You're, just tiny little pokes, nudges, and tweaks as, as you go. Yeah. Um, I, I think the best way for me to describe that situation is to just give a quick example. Um, in our campaign, uh, we started out pretty sandbox. And we just kind of did whatever you guys wanted to do for a second. And then you guys picked a thing to engage with. And we followed that until we solved that problem. And that was defeating the gnolls. Um, and that was fun and that was exciting and that got us all to mesh and come together as a party and come together as a group but after that ended there wasn't a lot of direction yes Um, so basically what I did is um, after that ended at the end of that session we beat the null army there was some resolution we talked about things And then I said, okay, like, where do you guys see things going? And then we just had a a conversation about it, not necessarily in character or, 
or anything like that. We just said, hey, we just did this cool thing. How do we want to keep going? And we just had a discussion about it. And I think that sometimes there's like this awkward pressure as a game master to like have all the answers. Yeah. Um, and you de- you just don't have to. Nope. Your you players can give you the answers if you ask them. And that doesn't make you any worse or less prepared or anything. I would make the argument that it makes you a better group leader to get everybody's input. Yeah. So, so that's what I tend to do if I feel like something's changing or if the schedule's going to change. We're on a multi-month break right now from our campaign, which is played every week for damn near two years. Um, not every week. We've had breaks. We've had times where scheduling didn't work out. But we usually played twice a month. The vast majority yeah. of the time. And one of our party members is getting murdered in school. And <laughs> he'd, he'd been missing sessions and, and putting them off. And so we just finally just had the big discussion of like, hey, it sounds like you're having a hard time and let's just take a break. Let's take some take one thing off of your schedule every week so that you don't have to send us the text and feel like an asshole for canceling. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big. And and that's an important thing to recognize as well, because then like since we made that decision. I'd be curious to see how you two feel about it, but I feel more secure in the future of the campaign as opposed to less, even though we're not sending the weekly text out about, are we meeting this week? I know that when the time comes, we'll get a text saying, Hey, guess what? Things are good to go. Let's get back to playing because we all were willing to take the time to have the conversation of like, yep, still want to keep playing. Doesn't work right now. It will in the future. And we will stay in contact, just chatting as friends until that time. But we don't need to worry about scheduling. How did you, is that a similar feeling that you guys had after that decision was made to postpone? Until that I point? had a similar feeling. Um, I, I have this thing where I always get really excited, you know, the day before D and D, yeah, or the day of D and D, and I'm like, oh shit, here we go, I can actually start living again. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's, you know, it's, it's what I, it's what I love getting together with my friends and doing this collaborative story. I I love it. And, um, so it was, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It was, it was kind of brutal just being like, you know, it got to the point fairly quickly where I was like, um, it's probably going to be canceled today. So I guess I'll just wait until I get that text, you know? Yeah. It just gets disheartening, right? It gets disheartening. And, um, when we had that discussion about postponing the game, uh, I was like, okay, finally I can, yeah, I can kind of just, I, I, I think expect it. I think all of us, including, <laughs> uh, Theo, had knew that it probably wasn't going to get any better for a minute, Uh, Mm -hmm. but we were all just like in denial about it. And so we spent a month where we just kept postponing the game 
when if we had been a little more honest about it up front, just had a conversation, we probably would have been happier, right? Yeah. And so yeah. once we had that conversation, it was, oh, okay, like this is where we're at. We know we're not going to be playing on Thursday nights, and that's okay because that's a decision we all all made. Yep. And, and uh, so that's that's good for everybody. It's good for the guy that can't make it right now because they don't, you know, like Trevor said, they don't feel like a jerk. You know, oh, man. they don't have I, to. I, I would I would be mortified every every time right. I've ever every had to cancel. Week. Every time I've had to cancel, I feel like a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. because no I joke. know how much I know how much I want to play. Um, yep. So I always put off that text, and I always think maybe there's something I can do to make it work. But I know in my heart that the later I send that text, the more devastating it is to everybody. <laughs> yeah, the more disruptive. Because you may have told your significant other, I'm playing D&D for six hours tonight. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to be able to do anything else. But if I had told you two days ago, like, hey, I'm not like this week is just nuts. I'm not going to be able to hack it. You could have made other plans. It's like, sorry, babe, I'm role playing with three other guys tonight, not with you, you know. <laughs> but like, you know, it even has an impact on like j- beyond just the the D and D sphere. Like, it's has an impact on like, you know, I I've hit points where like I was so busy and I had to postpone the ones I was running for a bit. Where it's like I stopped looking at the group chat, and that's a uh-huh. sad thing to go up all on its own, you know. And so being able to get that back is not a source of stress is is so beautiful for the person who can't make it but then for everybody else who's not there like it's a relief for them as well so if you are the one that's having conflict issues please have that conversation it will be a relief for you and for them yeah and if it's not a relief for them then call them out and be like dude look it's not going to happen anyway and i just want you to be able to know that and that and that can be that can be work that can be school that can be mental health issues yeah that can be relationship stress like we have always made a very adamant point, and this was an expectation we set up at the beginning of the campaign, is that real life is more important than fantasy life. Yep. I would rather live in fantasy world <laughs> most of the time, but I have a wife. I have other relationships. I have a job. I, I have need dogs. to buy food. I've got, yeah. Like, I have a there's, yeah, you're about to have a kid. Like, there is shit that is happening that is mm-hmm. is more important than role playing games, and we have been very gracious with each other about that fact. Um, and I have appreciated that every time that I text the group and say, "Hey, I can't make it," at least one person says, "Hey, real life's more important." Yep. Every time. Mm-hmm. Every time. No matter who says it, you gotta have each other's back. Like that's. That's kind of the crux of this whole episode, I think, is if you approach the entire relational aspect from a point of view of, like, I'm going to be spending this much time with people, I want them to be my friends. And so if we have each other's backs with scheduling, being able to just have a frank conversation, whatever it is, then that honesty you're going to get from there, even when it hurts sometimes to have to say it, you know, oh, I can't be here. It's mm-hmm. going to build the relationship even stronger each time you do that. Mm-hmm. And so the management of the campaign, instead of being a chore, can in its own way become the spine, in my opinion, of the campaign. Ooh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. I, that's really good. 
right? Like, I, I would say that's probably what's kept our group together is more of our common goal of yeah, right. Let's respect each other and let's be thoughtful about how we waste or don't waste each other's time. Right? <laughs> it's like, never a waste if you're having fun. <laughs> out, out of everything we've done together, that's like built the most trust. Is I know that mm-hmm. any conversation I have with you guys is going to be. 100% honest the entire time because it always has been because that's what's gotten us to this point, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and and that is difficult to do if you haven't practiced it. Yeah. And luckily, we all met in the situation where we had to be very honest <laughs> yes. about some things sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, so we may be a slight anomaly, but I think the basic principle is there of be willing to open the communication channels and that will solve most of your maintenance issues with a role-playing group is figure out a way for everybody to solve the problem there if you are having a problem somebody has dealt with it before you can look up solutions online and bring them to the group and say hey i noticed that we aren't doing xyz could we maybe do this i noticed that when we're sitting at the table, everybody, three people have their phones out and only two people are paying attention. Those are like, those things are all conversations to have. And if you're mm-hmm. not going to bring it up, then it's never going to resolve itself. There's simple solutions, but don't feel like that. That doesn't mean they're easy. Yeah, that's true. The, the first times you bring those things up, it, it can, it might be hard. It might not. It, I, I don't know your situation. But mm-hmm. don't feel like if you're like, oh, it seems stressful. It Yeah, it can be stressful the first time you bring it up, but it will make things better. And so it will be worth it. Yeah, I I enjoy people so much. It is hard for me to be the bad, the quote unquote bad guy. Yeah. And make a correction. Um, But I have to just suck it up and, and say, I, and if it's only one person, don't just single them out in front of everybody. Talk to them on the no. side. If it's more than one person, bring it up as a group. So mm-hmm. I've had campaigns where one person has been on the phone and not paying attention. And every time it's their turn in combat, I have to like snap them out of it. And having that conversation with them, like pulling them aside after a session and going, hey, like I really like playing with you when you're engaged, but that's only... 30% of the time. Uh, so I feel like I'm having to drag everything out of you. Like, is there something that we could figure out how to do together to make this more fun for you? Or do you not want to play anymore? Or where are we at? Yeah. Um, and that's a scary conversation to have because it's basically a determine the relationship conversation. <laughs> yeah. It's... You know, you, nobody wants to go to their friend and say, I don't want to play with you anymore. Um, the, it's, you learn that as a little kid, that's a hard thing to hear. That's a hard thing to do to people. If you care about them. Like I, I admitted what episode one of this recording session where we talked about just starting a campaign where like, you know, I, I've run a lot of campaigns and I've had to do the hard conversation. And there's even been times where I didn't do it. Oh, and yeah. as a result, the campaign died. Like very realistically, there was a year and a half period where I didn't play D and D at all. Because instead of having that conversation with a guy, I we just stopped. I stopped scheduling sessions. 
And and part of that was on me not wanting to have the awkward conversation with the guy. And part of it was I didn't want to put things on his brother either. But like ultimately that was my choice that ended up with us not having D and D. And if that is the choice you make, that is also okay. If there's a point where you're like, you know what, things just aren't working and it's time to find a new group, then take that step. Yeah. I'm gonna say it's not always necessary, but there yeah. there's times where it is. <laughs> my my experience with that is I was playing with a group online, um, and like as they got more comfortable, I was the the GM, and as they got more comfortable, they got more crude. And like you guys know, I'm okay with crude, but they were crude <laughs> in the way where they were like really unthoughtful of each other, of me, uh, of of different so people, true. like like they were making fundamental illness all the time. They were uh, they were just like dogging on ethnic groups and like shit that I just can't stand personally. Yeah, that's two big no-nos in my book, Doug. And and so, I I I brought it up to them. I did the I did the good thing, and I said, "Hey, like I literally work with kids with like mental illness, and like some of these things that you guys joke about all the time. I would appreciate it if we like backed off on that. And like, I understand if like that's their, if that's what you do normally." like it's not going to be an instantaneous shift but can we just back it up um and then uh they basically told me i was being uh a little pansy and that i could stuff it (laughs) and i said okay well i'm not gonna dm for you guys anymore uh see you later yeah that's uh which is special group of characters which is and i played with them for like six months before it got to that point Jeez. Like it just slowly started ramping up and it got to the point where I was like, I can't really stomach this anymore. Um, so we gotta, we gotta shift something. And I had the conversation and they didn't react well. And I pulled the cord. Um, and it was, it felt like a waste of time because it was a six month campaign that ultimately just cut off at a weird point, but I learned a lot. Um, and I, I had fun while we played. So. Well, you also learned a lot from that. So. Yeah. In no way was that a waste. Yeah, I don't think it was a waste. It just, it just feels unsatisfying at the end, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, um, in our programming notes, uh, Mason is telling us that we're way over time. Which, I, I think it, 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 it was worth accurate. it, though. Like, this was a longer episode, but it's such an important topic. Mm-hmm. Um, there, the, like it's worth there's so much we can say on group dynamics and communication yeah. <laughs> and setting expectations. There's so, so much we different... will say. Yeah. So, like, if you haven't noticed a common thread by now, at episode nine, where we kind of always say, "Oh yeah, th- there's more about that group dynamic, and we'll talk about it later." After already <laughs> talking about it for ten minutes, like I think if there's one common thread between almost every episode we do, it's going to be like it's a social game. And to get the most out of it is to get the most out of your group dynamic. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's an excellent place to end it. Okay.